Today on Inner Man Radio, are you tired of being content with failure? Of simply being a sinner saved by grace again and again? Today, we will discover why most Christians fail at overcoming sin and how you don't have to be one of them. Welcome to Inner Man Radio, where we achieve more than we thought we could with God's power working in us, regardless of what your pastor said last week. So let's drop the excuses, pick up our Bibles, and prepare to win. You know, Mark, we entered the conversation today talking about, are we satisfied with just being a sinner saved by grace? Am I, am I just destined to fail all the time? Over and over and over. Over and over and over again. And you know, we hear that phrase being uttered all the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And it, it makes us feel good yeah. on the one hand because it can excuse a lot of things. That's true. It, but it also can make us feel good because it, it makes us feel comfortable in that we're, we, we are saved in our sins. We're taken away from God's grace. But you know, when I hear that phrase, oftentimes my skin just crawls. And the reason why is I, I'm, I'm thinking in the back of my head, is that what I'm destined for? Is that is that really all there is? Am I just a sinner saved by grace? Maybe it's the word just that's in front of it. Maybe so. Man, you know, we started off as sinners and Nobody comes to Christ without first coming to terms with that condition. Hey, we are sinners. That's exactly how Christ found us. But it's not how he left us. Right. And for for us to put those words in and say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, is is, is frankly to, to limit what God's grace can do in us. God found us as sinners, but he doesn't intend for us to stay there. So the, the thing that uh, can be helpful, I think, in this is to define some terms and to talk about what are we? We were sinners. We are saved by grace. But why aren't we just sinners saved by grace? Here's something that um, has happened over and again. So somebody would say they'll be talking about their problem. Maybe somebody goes up front at at an assembly and they confess some sins. Or maybe you're just talking to a friend and you're Mm -hmm. talking about a struggle in your life. And, and and so you're now going to talk about some ways that God can help us overcome those things. Yeah. When that phrase is inserted in that conversation, well, you know, Mark, I'm, I'll try my best to overcome this, but I'm just a sinner right. saved right. by grace. That becomes a cop-out to not achieving what God has for us to achieve through his power. Boy, it sure can. It's like somebody just took and, and just deflated everything that Christ was trying to do in us. When when somebody drops that in there, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, it gives them the option to step out. It gives them the option to let the pressure off. It gives them the option to fail. Exactly. Here's another way of looking at it, too. Uh, for those that are married out there. Careful. So, yeah. So so we're, we're talking about our wives and that kind of thing. And maybe we've got a friend or someone who says, you know, I really struggle uh, with my eyes in lusting after other women. And we say, well, you know, that's not right. You know, uh, God can help us overcome that. Well, you know, I'm just a guy still. That's really all I am. I mean, you can't really, I'm just, I'm a man, you know. Uh, that's a cop-out. It is. And and I think it's very similar to what we hear and sometimes use ourselves in Christianity. Yeah. So oftentimes it, it seems like to set motives aside, but 
sometimes, you know, you get involved with different Christian groups, and it sounds like you're at some kind of 12-step program for sinners. The guy gets up, you know, he says, hi, my name's Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. And I'm a sinner. And and it's almost as if in Christianity we ha- we're always back at that point, as if it's some kind of badge of martyrdom or or badge of humility that we have to wear in order to move forward. We were sinners, but the Bible does not describe Christians as sinners. It describes them as saints. Yes, we were sinners, but we're not going to stay there. And today we want to talk about, hey, we want to achieve more. Today we do want to talk about why Christians fail at overcoming sin, but why we don't have to. Yeah. We don't have to. So what's first? You know what? Let's talk about some guys who did some great things. Let's Let's talk about John. In Matthew chapter 11, Jesus is talking about John the Baptist. He says some pretty amazing things about John, but then he says some things that are even more amazing about us. In Matthew chapter 11, in verse 8, Jesus asks the crowds, he says, what did you go out to see? Now, he's talking about John in the wilderness. He said, a man dressed in soft clothing? Well, if you know anything about John... You know, his his wardrobe was not exactly GQ-inspired. He wore camel's hair, a leather belt, and he dined on a diet of locusts and wild honey. So soft clothing is not John. Those who wear soft clothing are in king's palaces. Verse 9, why did you go out? To see a prophet? And Jesus said, yes, I say to you, one who is more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it's written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. And then he adds, truly I say to you, among those born of women, there's not arisen anyone greater than John. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. John was great. Yeah. By any measure. The greatest. He was. God's special representative sent before the coming of the Messiah to prepare the way for Jesus Christ. John was the greatest, in fact, the greatest of them all. Of anyone born of women, John was the greatest. But he says, Christians, those who are least in the kingdom of heaven, the least Christian is greater than John. How can that be? How can that be? That's the question. How can that be? Well, Jesus gives some description as to of which group John is the greatest. He says, of all those born of women, there's not arisen any greater than John. Let's look at John chapter 3. John chapter 3, Jesus describes what it is to be born and what it is to be born again to a very confused Pharisee named Nicodemus. In John chapter 3 and verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, that's Nicodemus, Truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. It's exactly what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 11. He was least in the kingdom. Nicodemus, scratching his head, says, Well, how can a man be born when he is old? He can't enter a second time into his mother's womb. And be born, can he? No. Jesus answered, Truly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And he drops this principle on us, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. So, of what was John born? Flesh. Yeah, he's born of flesh. Of all those born of woman... John was the greatest. So why is the person who's least in the kingdom of heaven greater than John? Because that person is born of spirit. They're born of spirit. That's a yeah. totally different thing, man. That's a totally different thing. It's like comparing, 
I don't know. It's like comparing cats and dogs. It's like comparing <laughs> caterpillars and butterflies. It's a totally different thing. And to try and, and put the two on par just simply won't work. Jesus said the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. So born of spirit. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a Christianese type phrase. I mean, yeah. it's biblical, okay? But for us that have heard that a million times... Let's back up and talk about what that means real quick. What does that mean, born of spirit? And why should that be different than John's birth, born of flesh? Well, John is limited by his fleshly birth. We are limited once a person sins, he becomes the slave of sin, according to John chapter 8. Right. So the guys who are born simply of flesh, once that happens, they're caught. They're stuck. They are sinners. And the scripture doesn't shy away from using that term. But when someone is born again, the old man is dead. The old man is gone. So the guy who was a slave of sin and who rightly could be called a sinner no longer exists. The old man was put to death and in his place, a new man was raised to walk in newness of life. Born of spirit. Right on, born of spirit. So you remember when, uh, uh, well, even back at creation, God sets things up, and every beast, every bird, every fish, every tree, every shrub, all reproduces according to the law of species, everything according to its kind. It's the same thing for man, it's the same thing for flesh, and it's the same thing for spirit. Those who are born according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Those who are born according to spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. So, as spirit people... We leave the fleshly things behind and we move forward to what lies ahead. That's a, that is a big deal. But it comes from having a new potential as a part of our new birth. So for a person who this is, this isn't probably new to most people who have uh, been exposed to the gospel and who are in the Christian realm. But yet, actually, there's some differences maybe than what we have heard in the past. Maybe the words are the same, but I'm getting the feeling that what's being said here might be different than what I've heard in the past, though the words are the same. What's the difference? Here's the difference. You know, lots of times people will use all of these descriptions, but they'll use them all simultaneously. So... The, they'll talk about how I'm a sinner and I'm a slave to sin and the things I do, I don't want to do. Romans and they'll seven. use all of those. Yeah, they'll yeah. use all of those things to describe them now. And at the same time, in the same breath, but they'll, they'll talk about how God's grace is powerful in me and it transforms me and I'm a new creature and I have a new potential in Christ. And they, get, they all just get lumped in together in modern religious jargon. Okay. It just It's in one lump. And those two ideas are mutually exclusive of one another. You can't be an old creature. Creature? That one too. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard creature. that in religious circles. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be an old creature and a new creature at the same time. And so what happens is, is people, you know, they just don't stop to think about it's one or the other. Because it sounds pretty good today. If I had a rough week, you know, maybe the old man is the one that I'm more identifying with. But if I had a great week, well, then I'm feeling pretty good. I'm the new man today. But much of Christianity views life exactly like that. 
that it is a struggle between the old man and the new man. Yeah. And my walk with Christ is basically a struggle between those two things, old man, new man, old man, new man, old man, new man. You're telling me that that's not the struggle? That is the struggle of Christianity. We do set our minds on the things of the Spirit rather than the things of the flesh. But we have to recognize that there has been a change of state that has taken place. So we are not those who are limited by being born of woman. John hit a glass ceiling through which he could not, he could not punch. Okay. But Christians, as born of Spirit, are not limited that way. Christians are given the... Are, are, are described as those who do overcome the flesh, as those who have, through Jesus Christ, put to death the deeds of the flesh and are continuing to do so. So it's a very different way in which we view ourselves, and it has huge implications for our practice. You know, Mark, talking about the old man versus the new man and winning and overcoming sin reminds me a lot of, of the things that I hear <laughs> yeah, on, on Christian, Christian Radio. Radio. KCRE 94.3. Oh, that sounds good. I've heard this before. Yeah. Hey, it's a fa- Wait a minute. I can't. I'm not able. I'm failing. Choose a great tasting Miller Lite. Oh, where did that one come from? That was personal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my hallelujah's even broken. <laughs> We're broken. We're all in it together. Man, this so is sad. So sad. We're all stumbling with ball. Yeah, I'm not going to take it. Not anymore. It's got to change the mind. Yes, we're going to listen to something that's more positive. Something that puts us on the right track and encourages us to win. You think we can find something like that? Scan the dial. Give it a shot. Hey, there's one. I like this. That is a great song, That Mark. is a great song. Yeah, you know, we talk about the mixed messages that we get. That's a great example of that because in the, in the first part of that, we're hearing songs that talk about losing, being defeated, but we're all in it together. We're losing yeah. together. <laughs> that song talks about being changed, being set free. I'm a new creature. 
the, all those doubts and things that enter our head, we don't have to be slaves to those. I love that song. That was, uh, was that Matthew West, I Matthew believe? Matthew West. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, I think is the title is of that, that the, song. Well, yeah. I like it. Child of the One True King. It's great. It's yeah. great. It's fantastic. It'll get you up. It'll get you moving in the morning. But there has to be that kind of change of mind, that change of mindset from the old to the new. And... 2 Corinthians chapter 5 gives us that kind of a picture of what it looks like to make the transition from the old to the new. In, uh, in verse 17, he says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ... So we're making a distinction between those who are out of Christ and those who are in Christ. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. He doesn't say he's the old creature forgiven again and again and again. He says he's a totally new, completely different, changed of state, new creature. He says the old things have passed away, and behold, new things have come. If we can't get a hold of that as Christians, and if, if, we don't, if that doesn't become who we are, then we're always going to be back and forth. Because that dialogue we have in our head... Um, maybe it's a monologue. I don't know. With me, it's at least a dialogue. There's several people talking at the same time. Sometimes I hear my wife's voice, too. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that could be good. <laughs> yeah. But that w- communication we're talking to ourselves is critical. If I stumble, I do something I shouldn't do, I sin, what's the dialogue in my head after that? Is it, you know, man, I'm such a sinner. Man, I just keep, I keep falling. I'm, I'm destined to fall. Or is it... New things have come. I am destined to win, even though I didn't win right now. Right. I'm better than this. Yeah. Christ in me is not content with what just happened. It, you know, if, if we stumble and fall, we stumble and fall. And the Scripture tells us to be honest about that. You know, we're not supposed to sweep that under the rug. But as new creatures, we're not content with that. No. We're not going to stay there because that's not what new creatures do. No. And as a side note, one of the short clips of songs we heard, yeah. the problem I have with that, I, am, I know I'm beating a dead horse here. I'm beating that baby to death. <laughs> one of the problems I have with that isn't that there isn't truth in what's being said. Because those songs, there's some truth there. But the part that says, God knows we stumble and fall, it's almost as if not only are we expected to stumble and fall, but... It's just, you know, it's just how it is, God. You know how it is. And we just kind of, yeah, we're, but we're all in it together. That is not a winning mindset when it comes to overcoming sin. No, and it doesn't make it okay. Right. Just because, just because we're in it together does not make it all right. What we're talking about here is we're talking about a change of faith that results in a change of lifestyle. God is limited in what he can do in our life by what we believe. Because if we don't believe it, we're not going to put him we're not going to put him to the test in a, in a positive way. We right. won't we won't try him. We won't uh, we won't we won't attempt to do great things if we don't really believe that we are new creatures. If we're just sinners saved by grace, I'm going to stay right where I am. But if I'm a new creature, yeah. God, you said I'm a new creature. You said I can overcome this thing that I'm battling. Let's give it a shot. That's right. Yeah. That's right. No no great team goes into the championship game or even into the season with the idea that we're number two. Yeah. Or they're never going to be number one. Right. Unless you're a fan of the teams that I've been a fan of. But anyway. That's a <laughs> but they're never going to be number one. That's the point. They won't. They have to go in with the understanding that we're going to win. And... There's just no there's just no other option. When it comes to our overcoming sin, 
It has to begin with our faith. And the scriptures paint the picture for us of having a potential greater than John. Future episodes, we'll take a more specific look at how that plays out and how exactly that's described for us. But I want to add this one for today. And that is we really can achieve through Christ what we can believe. In 2 Samuel 21, there's a great description of what David's men did after David provided the example. David, of course, is a young man. Everybody knows the story of David and Goliath. Mm -hmm. And when the mighty beast was down and his ugly head severed from his broad shoulders, David had a group of men that followed him and believed in him wherever he went. And they went through the wilderness. They were on the run. And, but they believed and they trusted in David. A number of those guys, several of them, in 2 Samuel 21, verses 16 through 22, you know what they did? Hmm. They became killers of giants also. David was not the only one to slay a giant. There were several. And these guys killed four more, if my memory is correct. But when they saw it in David, they could do it. Because if David can kill one, well... I'm going to kill one too. Right. It's a change of mindset, and it resulted in drastic change of behavior. These guys took on challenges they would never have taken on before because they saw it first in David. And what we want to do is we want to change the mind so we see it first in Christ, and then we can draw the conclusion that if Christ can do it there, Christ can do it in us because we're new creatures. Right. And it's the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things we cannot see. Faith. And that's what we're trying to do here at Interman Radio is help increase faith in Christ's work in us. In the process, it will change our performance. That's right. That's right. If we can get the, if we can get the inner man right, the outer man will follow. And that's exactly what we want to do is we want to work on the inner man, change the person's faith on the inside. If you're listening to us, my bet is... You don't believe half of what you heard today. These guys are nuts. What are these guys? And they're going off and they're ranting and raving about the songs I love. What a bunch of nut jobs. And I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. Well, we are a little off. Give, yes. <laughs> Give it a few. Because, because the scriptures, this is not an isolated incident. We're just trying to lay some foundation today. Guys, the, the Bible is filled, filled with examples and exhortations and encouraging words about you can do it. And yeah. in Christ, you if, if you're in Christ and you follow the scriptural pattern, you can't help but win. Yep. And I, I know some of you guys are going, right, I, that's crazy. I, I don't believe it. But they are entertaining, so we'll check them out <laughs> for the next time around. And we hope you do. Because at the next episode, we're going to look at how God sees us. How does God see me? Now, if if you've had a history of not achieving spiritual goals or struggling with a particular sin, and maybe you've beat yourself up, maybe in your talking to yourself, you think, man, I just I can't overcome. This next episode is for you. Because we're going to look at how does God see us? Does he see us as failures? Just because I might see myself as a failure, does God see me that way? And if he doesn't, how does he see me? And then, once we see ourselves the way God sees us, we'll be empowered to kill those things that so far have gotten the best of us. So we'll look forward to talking to you next time on Inner Man Radio.